here we go. And welcome to episode 389 of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Ian. And this is the only podcast that says. To whoever answered that the worst thing that can happen in sports is getting fourth place in the Olympics. Seriously. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's from a, a movie I watched yesterday, Molly's Game. Oh, really? Yeah. <sighs> yeah, Sweet. I watched two movies yesterday. One I haven't watched in years and kind of wish I hadn't watched it again. And okay. I, Molly's Game, which I'd never seen before, but always wanted to see. Ah. Uh. Yeah. The first movie was Conan the Barbarian, starring Jason Momoa. Oh, okay. Yeah. How is that? It's bad. Is it? Yeah, I hate to say that because it's like if if Momo was ever made for a role, it should have been Conan. Yeah. And uh, rough, huh? It it it, it was. <laughs> it reminded me too much of the first Scorpion King movie with The Rock. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, it had that feel about it. Yeah. And, like, I, I hate, like, I, I hate feel like it's like, like, the first half hour of it's, like, really good. Like, it's, you know, because uh-huh. it's, it's young Conan, it, it, he's at home, he's in, you know, Samaria. You know, his, his father's played by uh, Ron Perlman. Okay. Yeah, like, I mean, this is like, you know. You know, and you know he's bestowing the the lessons of the Sumerian warrior upon Conan and stuff. And you're like, oh man, this is cool shit. Okay, I'm done with this. <laughs> you know, and then you know all hell breaks loose, and from there it just it gets bad. I hate saying <laughs> that, I really yeah. do. But it, like, I wanted to like like at the end of it, I wanted to say, well, okay, like, what are the redeeming qualities of this movie? And it's like, well, other than I saw the first half hour, like. <laughs> There's none. Like, Momo was okay. He talked a little bit too much for my liking. Okay. You know, he talked intelligently a little bit too much for my liking. <laughs> really? Yeah, like, like I mean... Like, if you, when you read the books, even, even if you watch the Schwarzenegger, the first Schwarzenegger movie, which is phenomenal. Yeah. Like I think I think Schwarzenegger spoke a grand total of ten lines. Yeah, he didn't talk much. No, because Conan didn't talk much in the book. Right. You know, you know, like when you get to the second Conan the Destroyer, where like all of a sudden becomes this this chatty Kathy and shit. You're just like, oh man, Schwarzenegger can't act. I see why they keep him mute. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's problem number one. But problem two is like Conan just like, I mean, even though like in in Conan the Destroyer, he's still kind of like a He's a like a blunt instrument, you yeah. know. He he, he kind of like you know lets you know he's like he's a stupid blunt instrument. And like in this one, he's like Conan's like you know this tactical genius and shit. And you're just like what the fuck? <laughs> you know that, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Right, right. So I don't know. I I, I just it I, I'm bummed out it wasn't like I remember watching it like eight years ago or something. 
uh-huh. and like remembering it was bad, but I couldn't remember why it was bad until I rewatched it. And upon a rewatch, I was like, oh, I remember why this is bad. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And yet Rachel McAdams in it. Like I like her. She was really good in the you know in the first uh, Sherlock Holmes movie with uh Robert Downey Jr. But right, yeah. You know, like in this, she's like completely miscast. Like you don't buy that she would be like this in medieval times at all. You know. Right, right. Like, it, like it, she's just completely out of place. So it, it's just it, it's a disappointment, you know, overall. But you know, what are you gonna do? Yeah, but the other one I watched was um was Molly's Game, and I okay. I was I, I took interest in this because it was written and it was the directorial debut of Aaron Sorkin, okay. who, who I love. Yeah, you know um, and so I was very intrigued, like especially as a, as a director, to see what he did, and I mean, it wasn't anything mind blowing as far as like I mean you know. <laughs> It, it was well directed. It looked good, mm-hmm. but um, I always love watching great actors with his written material. Okay. Because Aaron Sorkin writes dialogue in a certain way, and when you have mm-hmm. great actors giving his his lines, they 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 they, they take on something extra, and um. You know, it's, this is Jessica Chastain, Idris Elba, and uh, Kevin Costner in it. And, okay. Um, you know, it's it's just like hearing like those types of actors working with his 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 written material, his dialogue was a uh, was a fun watch. I enjoyed the hell out of the movie. Like, it didn't do that well because I think the subject matter is just subject matter that nobody really cared about. Yeah. It was based on a true story about a, this woman who ran an illegal poker game in L.A. and New York that was like the Hollywood elite were coming, you know, to to be in this game. And uh, okay. she kind of went out of her way to hide all the people that were involved in the game. Okay. Like even like she was willing to go to jail. Like they had made a deal with her. Uh-huh. Where like if she turned over her hard drives and shit, um, they would, you know, let her go with like a a slap on the wrist, no jail uh-huh. time, and she refused. Okay. She's like, no, I can't. I, these people came to me with trust, and I, you know, despite the fact that they're fucking me over, right? I, like that's I, I, they still have my trust. Okay. You know, like it was really interesting. And, um, I guess it's, it's a really good movie. And I, 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 I really enjoyed it. Like, it, I would recommend it if you like the other stuff that Aaron Sorkin's done. Okay. Like, if you're not a fan of Aaron Sorkin, I'm not going to recommend it. But, like, if you, if you, cause like, he's at his best when it becomes, when it feels like a play. Cause he's a playwright. Right. Like he wrote, you know, a few good men was originally a, a stage production that later got turned into a movie. He wrote both the stage production and the movie. Yeah. Um, but like if you watch a few good men, like especially like the courtroom scene and stuff, it feels like a stage play. Yeah. Well, you know yeah. the way the dialogue is. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, when he got when he got into TV with Sports Night and then with the West Wing, especially the West Wing, like a lot of it feels like a stage play. Like when you have these certain scenes where it's it's nothing but dialogue filled chunks of of acting, you know, right. and it's these two at two or three actors in one room, you know, it, it feels like a stage play, and um, this feels the same way. There's a lot of stuff, you know, with the poker and everything, but half of the movie is just Jessica Chastain and Idris Elba in an office, okay, talking about the case yeah, and what yeah. they can do to salt like to to get her you know so she doesn't do jail time and stuff and it's like the, those those are the scenes i love the most because uh-huh. again it, it felt like it's like he was writing a stage play for these two people and they excelled with the material that they were given right you know um i know he's got it's either out now or it's coming out the Trial of the Chicago 7, which is going to be on Netflix, mm-hmm. which he wrote and directed. And I'm going to watch that, too, even though, like, the material itself doesn't interest me that much. But because it's Aaron Sorkin, I'm willing to give it a try. That's cool. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And I won't go into it, but last night I did watch the AEW Full Gear pay-per-view. Oh, you did? Yeah. Was it worth it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's ever going to be worth 60 bucks, but I nah. enjoyed it. You know, it, they're just, they're so fucking long. Like, I mean, it's tough. Like you're saying, like, I, I say to myself, like, well, you're paying 60 bucks. You want to get as much out of this as you can. But right. Man, four and a half hours is a long fucking time. <laughs> right. Like, you can't think, that is a long time. I get, I mean, it really, it starts at it starts at 7.30. I guess it's really four hours. Like, Because they start at 7 with a pre-show. At 7.30 right. is the, the quote-unquote the buy-in where they had one match. And then mm. from 8 o'clock until 11.30 was the pay-per-view itself. Yeah. So you're really looking at like, so it's four hours. Four hours okay. of wrestling. I mean, and that's a long fucking time. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Do you enjoy it? I did, yeah. I enjoyed. It. There were a lot of good matches. Um, I, the one that stood out to me, the one I was looking forward to the most, was Kenny Omega versus Hangman Adam Page. Okay. And uh, it was a, I mean, phenomenal match. And there was a tag team match between uh, FTR and the Young Bucks, and uh, they're both considered like the two best tag teams in the world. Like when it comes to tag team wrestling. Okay. And so this is their first time ever meeting up. And it was for the AEW world title, tag team titles. Yeah. But um the nice the, the, the amazing thing was like like when you find storytelling in a match, and what they were doing was like they were using like as the match progressed, they started using other great tag teams finishing moves. Mm-hmm. Like throughout the match, like just tell the story of like not only are like we two the best all, of all time right now, but we're gonna steal right. from all these other great tag teams in the past. And like it was like like to identify like oh shit that was from the Heart Foundation and that was the Road Warriors and that was the Rock and Roll Express and that was the Midnight Express and that was Telly and Arn. You know like to point out shit like that was like fun to see. Like so that was cool. a great match too. Yeah, especially if you're a fan of wrestling over the years to like find 
stuff like that that you were like, oh, shit, okay, that's cool. Yeah. You know. But overall, I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. It was, it was a good pay-per-view. All, all but one match. It was one match I really didn't care for, but other than that. Did I just see Bubbles? No. I don't know why you, got, you would. You got a ghost in your house or something. That, you know, I got the, the sun is coming through the, the window like from this direction. <laughs> so I've got a bit of a glare. I think that might nice. be the problem. <laughs> I'm trying to like... It's okay. I just yeah. saw it. But it, I was, fuck's that. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah, because the sun kind of goes like this, like in this direction. Okay. Like it get from the back of my house to the front of my house. So like yeah. right now it's like in the middle of my house. So it's coming right. right through the windows. That's cool. Yeah. It was just interesting. <laughs> yeah. I thought about switching my seats and sitting like on the other side, but then I'd be like looking right at it. Yeah. You know, so I was like, fuck that. I'm not doing that either. <laughs> you know. So how, how are you? What have you been up to? Me? Uh, yeah, you. Nothing. Just watching the election. Yeah. That's all I've been doing. That's pretty much it. That's I've, I My life has been I think it's consumed by the country. Yeah. Pretty much, I think. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm the only person who didn't have a dog in the race. Yeah, I know. I liked it, though. I mean, it was interesting. You know. <laughs> Trying yeah, not I mean, to it. It was interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I think... I think it, it goes to show how screwed up this country really is. Yeah. It was eye-opening, put it that way. Yeah. I don't know how else to describe it. Right. <laughs> but I don't know about, you know, this conspiracy theory crap that's going around. I mean, I don't know. I'll just keep my mouth shut on it, but yeah. I'll say this much: I think there have been shenanigans from both sides. Yeah, but I I don't think that you can have. I I just I I find it unlikely that you have fraud in five states. I just I don't see a, I just don't see that happening. Right. I mean, within a couple thousand votes, maybe like dead people and shit like that and stuff like that, but. I just I don't know. In some places that's 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 the margin. Like you look at Georgia. But not in Pennsylvania. Right. I know, I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I get it. I yeah. I get what you're saying, but you know. I don't know. Yeah. But I just don't think the transition is going to be good. You know what I mean? That that, that I, I don't know because it's like 
the thing I've heard floated, I've heard people like, and not not just like one person, like multiple people talk about like, uh-huh. you know, the, 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 there's the, the biggest conspiracy theory that I've heard is, so Biden gets elected, Trump Trump steps down, yeah, and within the next two years, Biden will be found to be unfit <laughs> for the office. He will be, you know, they won't. the The Congress will invoke the Twenty Fifth Amendment to have him removed. Then Harris becomes the president, and she names Hillary vice president. That is. The, then on that, top of that, then I heard, but that then I heard the these same people then say, and that plays right into Trump running and winning in twenty twenty four. Now. My problem with that, I, I, you know, first off, it, it, the, whole, the whole thing sounds batshit crazy to me. But more importantly, the thing that I, I, I want to say to these people who are like, well, it's Trump 2024. The man's going to be 78 years old in 2024. When On election day, he'll be 78 years old. Right. You, mean to, you mean to tell me you can't find a single Republican right. under the age of 70? That you could put up against Biden Harris, like right, like you're telling me like the, the the future of the Republican Party rests on the shoulders of Donald Trump at the age of seventy eight. Right, I know. And it's like, meanwhile, one of your biggest complaints was how old Biden is. Biden's seventy eight right now. Right, I know. You know, what's to say Don doesn't suffer from dementia or, I mean, the way he pounds down his quarter pounders, I, you know, I wouldn't trust that ticker to save my life. All right. You know, you, like you can't, you, you're telling me you can't find a single solitary Republican under the age of 70 that you could run in 2024. <laughs> I know. Like, if it was me, like if I'm a Republican strategist right now, I'm combing the countryside trying to find somebody from Generation X. <laughs> exactly. Like some some forty something that you could put up against <laughs> Biden and say, look at this young, virile, ready to lead. Like, you know what I mean? Like that that would be my strategy. All right, all right. No, we're gonna go old white. <laughs> all right. Like, wow. Okay. I just yeah, I I don't uh I don't know. I, I've been watching the numbers too since, and it's hard to find numbers since the announcement. But I want right. to see what the I've I've been interested to see what the numbers were since you know with the big vote totals and stuff like that. I want to see what the spread is. Like Georgia, you can contest because that's within a couple thousand votes. Right. But there's there's others that are like forty thousand ahead, thirty thousand ahead. You know what I mean? Like right. I just. I don't see where you're going to I think I have I think one of the main problems I have had with everything was you know the you know Trump said go out and vote I, and people don't I, I don't understand why this is like escaping people's craniums um you know Trump said get out there go to the polls and vote and that's right. what the Republicans did right right the Democrats were laid back, and they said, we're going to send our votes in. 
so this is where I have a hard time, like, with the Republican point of view. They're like, oh, they're just making up votes at the end. No, that's when they're counting the mail-in ballots. Right. So you're going to see leads decrease if more de- if if majority of them, de- I think I'm pretty sure a majority of the Democrats mail in their ballots or a, a whole hell of a lot of them. I right. mean, I didn't. I went down to the polls and voted. But right. what I'm saying is, um, uh, you know, you start seeing these huge leads disappear. Well, that's because the mail-in ballot vote's coming in. Like, I don't quite understand where the cheating thing comes in. You know, that's impossible. Da, da, da. No, it's not because the majority of the votes that are coming in are Democratic mail-in ballots. Right. I would. I. I mean. I mean, you're going to see this. You're, I mean, you're going to see a shift, right? Right. And so. But the county, you know, the states that counted their mail-in ballots along with everything else first, you know, I mean, you see you see more of an even race or, you know, you understand what I'm saying. Right. They didn't just facsimile votes out of nowhere. I mean, like, these are voters that this is their vote. You know, it's coming right. in. You know what I mean? It's a mail-in ballot. Right. And, and Republicans only went after the states that he was losing in. You understand what I'm saying? Well, I mean, I get that, but I mean, like, if you're gonna call fraud, you gotta call fraud on the whole system. You just can't say, "Hey, I I agree." Like, you're fucking up here and here and here and here. Four or five states here are committing fraud, and then at the same point, the Republicans are doing very well everywhere else. I mean, very, very well. You know, as far as Senate and House and stuff like that. So it's like. If you're gonna cheat, I mean, you know. Well, the the biggest argument I, I heard somebody make about the voter fraud was, if there really was voter fraud, Mitch McConnell would have lost. Yeah. You know. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Even I hate Mitch McConnell. Yeah, I know. Like, I mean. You know what I mean? Like, I know. I know. Mr. McConnell is the worst human being ever, in my opinion. Right. You know, but it just kills me. I mean, you know, then you have some people going, oh, this is socialist run. It's going to be socialism. And I was like, he's a a leftist center Democrat. I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, he's he's never been part of that extreme wing. I just, I. I don't know. I, I just, but you know what's funny, and, and it's also disappointing, is how many people actually. I know. I'm, I'm trying not to get too political, but how many people actually did vote for a dude <laughs> for Trump? I mean, it just, just lets you know where the division is in America, and that's that's kind of saddening, actually. But. Well, okay. Like I, I look at it this way. And I, I mean, I know, I know you look at it from a completely different perspective than, than I do. Okay. Right. But I look at it this way. Lots of people, like the, there, there is a far right and there's a far left. Right. Okay. And yes, the far right listen to what Trump says and take it as a referendum to their Bible. Right. But then there's. <laughs> the actual right and the actual left and the right. actual the actual right many times that they're they are 
one or two subject voters. Yeah. Okay. They are going to vote for a Republican because they're anti-abortion. Right. You know, that that's their that's their single issue vote. As long as he comes right. out and he says he's anti-abortion, right. they're going to vote for that Republican no matter what else is taking place. Right. You know, um, you know, the, 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 you know, the, so it's it's stuff like that that I I, I feel like there's a, the 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 far right that yes he's come out in droves because they feel empowered, but there's also the far left which aren't happy either because they're like well bat, Biden's not left enough, <laughs> right? Like like. What, oh, what AOC or whatever her name is, like she just came out today and was just like, yeah, we we didn't pick up seats in the house because we didn't go left enough. Like, but that's not where the country is. Right. Don't you understand that? Like, yeah, it's weird. It is like like the people on the the, the the problem is the people on the far right and the people on the far left are the ones with the biggest microphones. It's right. the people. Like in the center and the actual right and the actual left that are like, shut the fuck up. We're trying to get shit done. (laughs) I know. know. And that's the thing, too. It's just like, I I just don't. uh, I don't know, man. Like, like why would West for people in the middle? Yeah. Like West Virginia, Kentucky, Tennessee, places like they're going to vote Republican because they're pro coal mining or pro fracking. Right. You know, and let's face facts the United States is the Saudi Arabia of coal. Right. It is. You know, so the last thing they want to see us do is go with a green plan. Right. To get rid of coal. Right. Because those places don't know what the fuck to do without it. Right. They're not anywhere near prepared to be re-educated to do something else. Correct. You know what I mean? Like, so they're going to so, – like, yeah, I mean, I, like, I see all this stuff, like, on Facebook and stuff, which is, like, a fascinating – become a fascinating social experiment where it's like, well, if you voted for, for Trump, you can't be my friend. And, you know, you've clearly voted against human rights and everything. No, they're voting their own, they're voting their own interests. Right. Their own interest many times is, well, my job is coal or my, 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 my job is oil drilling. And your candidate wants to get rid of what I do for a living. Right. So guess what? Yeah. I'll take everything else because my job's going to be protected. Yeah. But where do you think big business took steel and where do you think big business took all this stuff? Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, if you want to look back at the clock a little bit, you know right. what I mean? You, like, you, if you go back 40 years to the, like the Reagan era and stuff, yeah, Re- Reagan fucked us all over and, you know, fucked over the unions and sent steel to China and all this other stuff. I mean, there's a lot of stuff you can talk about. But, I mean, like, right now, like, the the, pe- the places where people are like, well, they're voting against their own interests. Well, no, they're not. They're voting for their job. Yeah. I I hear You know that. what I mean? That, that's, that's the thing. Right. Like like Pennsylvania the fact that Pennsylvania went red last election was shocking to me only because if you look at the map of like this is what I tried to explain to Nancy and her sister because they were shocked that Pennsylvania went blue this time right and it's like 
Well, because, like, you know, her sister drives out to um, Tyanesta, and all you see are Trump signs. Well, sure, that's right. Trump but, country. Right. But I'm like, if you think about it, on game day, in a non-pandemic year, Penn State becomes the third largest city in Pennsylvania on game day. Yep. Because of the size of the stadium. Right. There are more people in Allegheny County and in, in, in Philadelphia County than there are in the rest of the state. Mm-hmm. So that's all you need to do is have the, like, you know, it takes a tremendous amount of people showing up in the rest of that rest of Pennsylvania to offset Allegheny and, and Philadelphia. Right. You know, so yeah, you could talk about all the Trump signs you saw in the rest of the state. The fact of the matter is Allegheny County and Philadelphia are never going to be red. Ever. Right. And it's the rest of the state against those two counties. Right. You know, and those two counties had a shit ton of mail-in ballots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know I mean? like, right. I don't know. Yeah. So I mean, like, it, it's 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 shit like that. That like, you know, I don't know. We're going down a rabbit hole that, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I know. It's fine. I mean, like, we can get out of the rabbit hole. Yeah, it's just it's like it's like whole, it's that whole thing of like we're, it, we're talking about something we, we we can't solve. No, it's nothing we can solve, but it yeah. is the news of the past. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it, everything else was a slow week. <laughs> like everything was like yeah. this was the focus of everything. Yeah, it was, and you know, I and I was tuned in, man. I I, I was. I was addicted to it. I have to admit, I was all over it. Seriously, for some reason, I was just, you know, yeah, on the money. I think what I was really interested in was in all these mail-in ballots. I was like, God damn, he's pulling in eighty-two percent of, you know, he's getting right. like, he kept coming in like three, four thousand, five thousand votes, and he and Biden just kept pulling in like eighty-two, eighty-five percent of the vote. I'm like, well, yeah. that's the mail-in ballot for you. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and I, I found that interesting because that's something uh, kind of wild for PA. You know what I mean? Like all these mail-ins, you know? So, I mean, like, I don't know. It's just something new. That's all. Newer. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think, I think PA mishandled it a bit. Like, I, I think there's going to be problems. Like they, they did this whole thing of like, on the ballot, you had to have your signature, but then they said, "Well, we don't need a signature." Like it was like it was very confusing at the end. Like some of the stuff that they were trying to like do and not do, and like, you know, I, I don't know. It's a it's a flawed system. Oh, of course it is. <laughs> right. Um. The. Uh... Did you see the speech at all? Biden's last night. Yeah. No. I thought it was, I was pretty good. I, I was watching wrestling. It's a pretty good speech. Was it? Yeah, I was pretty impressed. 
more so with his actually than uh, Kamala's. But yeah, I mean Kamala's was good. I was listening to it. I did, I was out, but I can't. I made it home yeah. for Biden's speech. It, it was pretty good. Yeah, He's not a powerful speakers. I mean, anybody will agree with this. That's the one good gift Obama had. <laughs> I mean, I thought Obama was a good president, but as far as a speaker wise, man, can he can he work a room? Man? Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was just absolutely magical on yeah. the mic. Yeah, I mean that 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 was like even I would admit like I could listen to his speeches and go. Maybe he's right. <laughs> you know, Mr. Gray. I mean, he disagreed with something he's saying, but I'm like, wow, he said it so well. Maybe he's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, I, mean, I mean, he really, Obama could really speak. I mean, I, I watch, I'll YouTube interviews and stuff with Obama just to hear him speak. Yeah. I started watching that. I don't know if you started watching it or not, but um, have you watched that new Letterman, Letterman series? I watched some of it. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's not bad. The Chappelle was, one was great. Yeah, that's the one I, I got. I have to watch that one. Oh man. Um, I watched Downey. Yeah. Um, like, I watched like four or five of them. Like one of the things I always liked about Letterman was he was a good interviewer. Like, like at the end, he he became more political than he was at the beginning like when he was on like nbc and stuff like but at the end of his career like he he really became very political um but at the beginning like his stuff like even when he did interview like regular interviews like i always say he did a better interview than than most of them did yeah you know um it wasn't as fluffy it wasn't it wasn't a howard stern interview but it was it was still like he was you usually ask good questions it's kind of wrong yeah and I, 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 so like I watched that, like I, I watched the one he did with Obama and, you know, it was a little bit too kiss assy for my liking, but you know, <laughs> the one with Chappelle's really good. Yeah. Like I want to watch that one. Um, I want to watch the one with RDJ. I just, it, it's like one of those things where it's like, I kind of want to watch it, but I, I pick and choose his subjects. Like I know yeah. he did the one with Kim Kardashian. I'm not going to watch that. No, I didn't either. Yeah. But I, I, the I, one with, the no one with is really good. Yeah. Um, I like the one with Downey. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. I uh, He pokes the bear a little bit. You yeah, know what I mean? he does. And I like that. And like, this is like... It's know, not a fluff interview. No, and like, you know, this... This whole thing with... Uh, um, like, it's so stripped down. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, even more so than um, his show was. Like, there's yeah. no suits. He's wearing yeah. jeans and a T-shirt. Yeah. I mean, it's just a stripped-down version. But it's just really good. I mean, I, I just I just really liked it. He, he did one with Howard Stern that was really good. Oh, I didn't see the Stern one. Yeah. It's worth going back to watch. Is it? Yeah. Because, I mean, they, they were longtime friends. Yeah, like when how like back in the day when Howard was on you know um, NBC radio, the right. start of his career, like Letterman was the one who was pulling him on and made kind of made him a national sensation. Right. You know, so like they 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 go back a long long time. 
And uh, so it was interesting to watch like two guys who kind of know each other relatively well sit down and have a raw conversation like that. Yeah, yeah. So it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 worth the watch. I'd recommend it. Yeah. That's why I mean the first one I watched, of course, was was with Chappelle, but yeah, it was pretty cool, man. So anyway, that's it. That's it. Watch Discovery. Yeah, it was a good episode. Yeah, yeah. Watch the Paul Lynn Halloween special. <laughs> Watch the Paul Lynn Halloween special. The Paul Lynn. Oh my God, that's got um. Is that is that the one where Linda Carter singing the Kiss song? No, Kiss was on. Kiss was on. Okay. Yeah, that was their first appearance on live TV. I yeah. Think. They did um, Detroit Rock City, I think. Yeah. As memory serves. Yeah. Um, so that was interesting. Um, I'm trying to think. It was goofy. Uh, oh, yeah. It's Paul Lynn. I expect nothing less. Yeah. Some parts are good. Some parts are like, eh. Yeah. But uh, I found it interesting that um, what's-her-name was on there. Um, uh, what's-her-name? Uh, she played the Wicked Witch in The Wizard of Oz. Oh, okay, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know. I, I can't remember her name, but I know you're talking about. Right, she, right. She appeared on Mr. Rogers once. Yeah, yes. So she was in the, this Halloween special, and uh, but like Paul Lynn ended up going into a haunted house or something. Yeah. And uh, ended up being, but uh, um, ended up going into a haunted house, and then uh, he knocked at this, knocked at the door, and then the wicked witch is there, and. Freaking witchy poo from fucking HR Puff and stuff is there. Oh, that's so the best. It's the two of them, you know? Yeah. And so it was just like banner between Paul and, and those two. Yeah. And it was fucking funny, man. And I think the witches introduced Kiss, I swear. Yeah. Mrs. Brady was there. I forget her name. And, um, and there's a couple other people there, but it was it was pretty good. Yeah. I didn't see Linda Hamilton, man. I not Linda Hamilton, Linda Carter. Uh, yeah, Linda Linda Carter. I mean, I didn't see yeah. her. Maybe she was in another special. I, I remember there like there was like this. <laughs> it, it, I, I could have swore it was Paul Lynn, and like it's like she comes down out of this spider web. Yeah. Like, like lit up this like lit up like spider web, and she comes like down from it. And she does uh, I was made for loving you or something. I can't remember. Really? Yeah. It's like it's like like this like tight like spider woman costume and shit like i oh let me see if i can look it up real quick man it was like one of those like oddball things from like the 70s where you're like what the fuck Yeah, it's Linda Carter dancing with Kiss. Hey, 
last time. That's that's bad company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But yeah, like she comes out of this like spider web. It's got the Kiss logo in it and shit. And I could have swore they were like I was made for loving you. It was like when this community hurts, when oh, it on his head, we pull it to his feet. Oh yeah. Oh. Hey, that's that's the costume. Yeah, I got it on my phone too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, when we were young, Linda Carter was it, dude. Oh, she still is. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Oh. He's still looking fine. Gene Simmons will do absolutely anything for money. Oh, yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Wearing boas. <laughs> I wonder if he tried to hook up with her. Oh, I'm sure he did. I wonder if he Gene did. Simmons. Oh. So, Linda, have you seen my tongue? Linda's taller than anybody in Kiss. Oh. That's not a doubt in my mind about that, too. That's why she's Wonder Woman. <laughs> That's terrible. Anyway, I can't even watch it anymore. It's awful. <laughs> what was I watching? It was it was, it was wrestling. It was like it was Chris Jericho. It was a, it was like a tribute to Chris Jericho, like for thirty years in wrestling. Uh-huh. And um, they like all like all, all these like celebrities like wishing him well, and they had Gene Simmons and um, Paul Stanley. And really. Yeah, and it was like Paul Stanley looked like he was wearing a fucking wig. <laughs> He's like old. his hair looked that bad. Yeah, yeah. Like they both look old at this point, but like, it was like, like he he's like dyed his hair so much it like just looked like a like hay sitting on his head. Right, right. Like, like somebody bought him like a Paul Stanley Halloween wig to wear, <laughs> you know. <laughs> And I, and Jesus said, "Wait, like his hair, he like he had it like pulled back, but it was like like poofed." I, I was like, "Good Lord, man! Like, just admit that you're old." I know, but the, God, he made so much money. I know, I get it, but I, like at a certain point, you just gotta say, like, "Fuck." Yeah. You I mean, know? I don't, I don't know what they're never. I don't know what they're. I always like, I always compared them to like. Ozzy rich, but I, I don't know if he's that rich. Yeah, he is. Like they, they, he, Gene Simmons has done such a great job of branding Kiss, like to the point, like, like the other guy, like other than Paul Stanley, who I, I, I believe, I honestly believe, is, is just more than happy to suck with Gene's teat. Like, yeah, you know, Gene Simmons is like done everything he can to ensure that he gets every penny he can from kiss fanatics yeah like because he i think i think he and he alone owns the name right and that's like why like like peter chris and those guys are like get pissed because it's like all the money goes to him 
and then he doles it out as he sees fit. Right, right. You know. So, I mean, I like, yeah. Like, Nancy's brother-in-law is going to get buried in a kiss coffin. Wow. Like he's gonna, he's going to be buried. Like, that's the, this is the weird thing. Like he's going to be buried in the... Um, in the National Cemetery as a veteran. Who? Nancy's brother-in-law, John. Oh, okay, okay. Because he, he, he served, he served like X amount of years in the I, I, I thirty. No, years I get it. I'm talking about like Gene Simmons, and I'm like, no, oh. no. Her, Nancy's brother-in-law, John. Like he, so he's gonna be buried in the National Cemetery in a kiss coffin. Yeah. He's already purchased it. Wow. Yeah. Something very interesting. Gene Simmons is worth more than Dave Grohl, Axl Rose, James Hetfield, and Lars Ulrich. Doesn't surprise you one bit. And Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. And this is from like 2012. Well, no. Gene Simmons is worth $300 million. Right. And it's odd to note that the list ha- also has the entire band Kiss worth three hundred million as well. Yeah. So Gene has three hundred million, and then Kiss itself yeah. is three hundred million on. Um, Hetfield and Lars are like two hundred and twenty, but that doesn't include songwriting credits. Right. Hammett's like one forty. Ozzy's at 220. And he doesn't take into account Sharon's wealth either. Right. Tony Naomi's at number 50 at 140. Page and Plant both came in at 170. Roger Waters. Oh, man. Roger Waters is like 290 million. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. But, but like, like, it's amazing. Like, Gilmore's like 160. Yeah. Like Gene Simmons is such an amazing job of branding Kiss and then protecting that brand. Like, right. if you infringe upon the Kiss copyright in any way, shape, or form, he has no problem litigating against you. Right. Not a one. Okay. I have a full list real quick. I'll just do okay. top 10. Okay. Who do you think is number one? Seriously. Are they a lot? Is this, uh, what's that? Quite honestly. Who do you think? Does uh, uh, this include dead people? Uh, does Keith Richards count? No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. <laughs> now they're all living. They're all living? Okay. So far. Now one's dead. Yeah, one's dead. Okay. So far. So at the top of that list, I'm I would guess. <laughs> That's so weird. Not weird. You, it's not weird. These number one. It's just the list is weird. Okay. Like I I would I would guess that number one, like someone like like share. <laughs> no. Okay. Think unweird. Unweird. Okay. I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I really wasn't thinking weird. There. I kind of put that in your head. Okay. Um, in the world. In the world. 
Okay. Yeah, not just the United States. Right. Um, who would Iglesias? No, Paul okay. McCartney. Paul McCartney, okay. One point two billion. Okay, that makes sense. Bono's he, he, huh? he bought the the Beatles catalog, so <laughs> right. Bono's at seven hundred million. Okay. Elton John five hundred. This is surprising to me, but I, I mean, I get it. Jimmy Buffett is number four. Five hundred million. And it is surprising to an extent. But like he's done such a job of like marketing marketing Margaritaville. Yeah, but as a he's brand. Worth, he's worth more than Mick Jagger. Anyway, Mick Jagger's next three hundred and sixty. Springsteen's uh-huh. three fifty. Ringo Starr's three fifty. Keith Richards three forty. I don't know. Bjorn Alveus. I don't know. Three hundred million. Dave Matthews three hundred million. Gene Simmons three. Jovi's three. Kiss is three. Sting's three. Phil Collins is two sixty. Clapton's 250. The Edge is at 240. Rod Stewart's on the list. I can't even believe Rod Stewart's even even. Uh, he must have had some smart investing because I I can't even see how he's even. You know what I mean? Well, like here's the thing, like especially with like everybody you're talking about, it's not about what they're doing now. It's about their back catalog. Yeah, I, I guess you're right. Like. I was you know, like, isn't he playing up in Greensburg? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, but but at the same time, like, how how often do you watch like a romantic comedy or something? You end up hearing a Rod Stewart song. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's shit like that that like keeps people. Yeah, it's shit like that that keeps people in the money. Like, right. These older artists. I mean, everybody you're talking about is like over. You know, except for like Bono and Edge is like over sixty. You know, and it's like, what have any of these people done recently that would? melt you know get them money well it's, it's not it's their back catalog that they use right you know bowie's in at 22 at 230 then it comes james and lars ozzy agnetha Faltskog. i don't know uh-huh. henry's here george michael fish is worth 200 robbie williams is 200 Dylan's only 180. It's weird. Hendrix is worth 175. Yeah. Well, it's like, I mean, you know, I was asking, or, you know, about dead people because, like, I mean, you know, Elvis, Prince, and Michael Jackson, like, that, their, their back catalogs are worth a ton. Yeah. Charlie Watt. Axel Rose is still at 150. It's interesting. It's an interesting list. Anyway, yeah, Axel Rose is on the list because he invested in chicken futures or something. Like, really? Yeah, like chicken grease. Nice. <laughs> guy, guy's got to put on some weight. <laughs> yeah, he's portly. Hey, dude, they said his concert was perfect. I don't doubt it, but still, it's like one of those things where it's like, like I remember Axel, like the Axel Rose I remember was like this skinny motherfucker that like was like trying to pick a fight with everybody, and now the only thing he's picking a fight with is a chicken wing. 
<laughs> yeah, I'll take meth, Axl Rose. Yeah. Versus. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, you remember? I mean, Welcome to the Jungle. Woo. Yeah. He was fucking rough. Yeah. I mean, looking rough. Oh yeah. Anyway. Now video we for patience. That. Remember that yeah. video? Video for patience. Yeah. He looked he worse looked... than Welcome to the Jungle, though. Oh yeah, but still, like that patience video. It looked like he was in a fucking opium den. I know. <laughs> you know. Only was missing was the fucking hookah. <laughs> yeah, I know. He was, but I mean, like, I'll never forget. When I first saw Welcome to the Jungle, I was like, who's this fucking methed out ginger? What's going on with this cat? Yeah. yeah exactly. And then he opened his mouth, and I was like, oh, shit. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I, you just can't, you just can't say enough about the music. I just, it's incredible. Wait. I will say this much. He 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 certainly outlasted. Like I honestly thought he'd be dead in ten years. So did I. Like I thought he was the next Jim Morrison. No, I think he's the ne- next Keith Richards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. I know you. I know what you're I saying. Mean, like, you're right. You just can't kill some people. Yeah. I mean, Keith Richards shouldn't be even walking. No. You know, and it's just no matter what that guy has done to himself, I guess it just it doesn't matter. All that Jack Daniel just preserves him. It must. It's just weird <laughs> to me. <laughs> I'll never I mean, forget when I, people when I, people said that you know like I mean I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'll never dethrone them from this crown. But you know, in all essence, Motley Crue should be dead too. Yeah. But well, Six did die a couple times. But yeah. Um. When it comes down to it, though, you know, Guns N' Roses, man, they fucking, they did a lot of shit. I mean, with, a lot of stuff. With three and a half albums. Right. Compared to what Crew did over the course of yeah. six, I would say, right? Not including yeah. when they got clean. Right. Maybe four, five, six. But because uh, they were still fucked up on girls, well, you, you get the feel good. Yeah, feel good is kind of like their thing. Yeah, I don't know, but man, you talk about partying rough, but you know Guns and Roses fucking let it all out. Yeah, I mean, they, they 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 were Led Zeppelin esque. Yeah, I mean half of them were on heroin. Drummer's yeah. dead now, right? I think so. Yeah. I don't know. I'll have to look that on. But anyway, let's go. On. Let's move past this. <laughs> well, si- since we're talking music, um, let me uh, <laughs> get this article here. So, one of the the greatest record labels in hip hop history. Death Row Records yeah. is now owned by Hasbro. Get out of here. I am not kidding. Um, 
On December 30th, while everyone was busy posting aggressively filtered pictures of themselves from both ends of the last decade, the Hasbro Toy Company completed its $3.8 billion acquisition of Entertainment One Limited, a Toronto-based multimedia company. Although the massive cash deal was presumably so the toy giant could get his hands on the E1-produced kids' show like Peppa Pig and PJ Masks, one of the (laughs) other properties it picked up in the purchase was music label Death Row Records. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I'm just imagining, like, with, like, every, like, My Little Pony purchase, you get a copy of the Chronic. Nice. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, in addition to e- E1, the addition of E1 accelerates our blueprint strategy by expanding our brand portfolio with E1's beloved global preschool brands, which is funny enough that, like, E1 owned, like, Peppa Pig, but also owned Death Row Records. <laughs> nice. You know, they want to talk about crossover appeal right there. Um, right, right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Snoop just shows up on Peppa Pig, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> Uh, but creating additional opportunities for long-term profitable growth. Um, substantial synergies, a great cultural fit. Yes, the company behind My Little Pony and Furby now also owns a, mu- a music catalog from for, that includes "Bitches Ain't Shit" and "Murder Was the Case." Uh, Hasbro, as everybody who has watched Saturday Morning Cartoons knows, is responsible for the now iconic toys like Transformers, Power Rangers, G.I. Joe, Mr. Potato Head, the Monopoly board game series, uh, the Magic the Gathering series. Death Row Records was co-founded in 1991 by Dr. Dre and Suge Knight. Over the next five years, its reputation was fully cemented thanks to the also iconic releases from Dr. Dre the Chronic, Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style, and Tupac's all eyes on me. Uh, according to Rolling Stone, E1 already had a profitable independent music division, which generated more than $30 million in revenue during the first quarter of 2019. E1 Music, formerly known as Coke Records, was had released albums from artists ranging from DJ Khalid and Public Enemy to Opatath and Hatebreed. Wow. Hatebreed. Yeah. Cook also released a debut album from awful but endearing uh, American Idol contestant William Hung. Huh. So, now, I mean, you 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 are more of the uh, the hip hop aficionado than I am. Um, <laughs> you know, you had NWA on your fucking top ten. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> like so. What, what what do you see like obviously I mean I don't see how there's any sort of crossover appeal here at all like I, I don't see how you can put any of this in the in the children's entertainment I don't think it is I think it's just an acquisition right it's, it's, I mean they, they bought a company this is part of what they got yeah like what do you like can you see like them like selling like this music division off like or do you think like Hasbro looks at it and says fuck it there's money to be made here let's let's figure out a way to do it yeah I mean like. I think that's the way they're going to look at it, especially in times like now. You know what I mean? Right. Like the people, like we were just talking about it, like movie theaters and stuff like that. 
you know, sports franchises, like they don't have anything else outside of that. Well, sports does, but I mean, like movie theaters, there's no other cash cows for them. So, yeah. this, you know, a, a music division could be a little, you know, something to bring into the, the fold. Right. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty, I think Dre separated himself. Yeah. Death row. Yeah. With Snoop and right. created his own label. Yeah. He got Eminem, right? I think. I think Eminem so, yeah. was part of Death Row and he took him with him or something like that. I so, can't remember. Yeah. There's a, there's, there's a lot <laughs> to, to all that. The story of Death Row by itself is going to be a movie at some point, I'm sure. Right. Tupac died and then, yeah, all that kind of crap. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's just a cash cow for that. I mean, they'll just make money off it. Just an acquisition. I don't think they, I don't know. Maybe they did, but I don't think they went out and just, you know. Yeah. Walked. Like, I I don't know. This, this is a weird thing because, like, I'm not part of the culture at all, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know how, like, young people react to older music like that. Nowadays, I don't know, especially like the hip hop, because like there's so much stuff that comes out, especially like with rap and stuff like that, that like I don't know who's going back and listening to the Chronic. Yeah, I have no idea because this house never yeah listen to really rap music right aside from when I put out <laughs> you know what I mean right. not put out but I mean what I'm playing right. Like, I'll throw NWA or whatever on um, Chronic on or Snoop, whatever. Old right. school shit. But, um, yeah, I I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't know that. I don't know the answer to that. It seems like it's like that weird thing of, like, and, again, I, I don't know because, I, I, you know, I'm so disconnected anymore anyway. But, like. With me growing up, it was it wasn't just about the music of my generation, but it was also about the previous generation for me. Like I, I loved the Doors, the Stones, um, right. the Who, you know, you know, music of the seventies even, like you know, the, the early seventies and stuff like that. Like like I dug stuff like that. That that's not my generation of music, but I loved that shit. Right. Um, So I, I don't know like I know your kids do it I know your kids go back way back way yeah. back like they're listening to the Doors and the Stones and well maybe not the Stones but yeah. you know they're they're listening to that older music though and appreciating it and I, I but I don't know how much of that is done by all kids or all but like that generation Probably not kids. much <laughs> yeah um. I'm not putting them on the pedestal or anything. I'm not, but they, my girls have a really good musical taste. Yeah. Um, they do. Uh, well, I shouldn't say good. I should say eclectic, maybe. Yeah. I mean, they'll listen to anything from the cure to freaking, you know. Right. Screamo to freaking whatever. I mean, right. they listen to everything and play everything. Um, but a normal kid, I don't know if they go back. Yeah. 
because I've never been around, quote, I guess, in quotes, normal kids. I mean, like, I know that sounds odd, but I mean, like, they they listen to whatever we listen to. And so maybe, right. maybe it is. Maybe, you know, maybe those kids go back to what their parents listen to. I, I don't know. I can only speak as a parent from, you know, from my kids. Is Right. They listen to everything that I listen to. And they listen to a lot of what you listen to. Yeah. On the new age side, especially. Right. Or whatever it's called. Yeah. New age alternative. Yeah. New age age alternative. Yeah. Yeah. Smith, all that kind of crap. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. Um, So they're more actually like you than me on that aspect. More like Lisa, you know, because I never listened to that. Um, So, yeah, they have pretty good chops for music. But like, I don't know. I, I'm assuming kids do. I mean, that's where the first place you hear it is with your parents, usually. Yeah, Plus but drums in Philly. Do 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 do. Get it back. Just kidding. <laughs> 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 Steel drums in Philly. Yeah. I, I, it's just it's one of those odd. It's just it's one of those oddball things where like I I don't like especially like with hip hop like. Like, the, like they're like I was surprised. Um, there was some Biggie Smalls in uh the soundtrack for um the 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 Spider Verse movie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. You know, I don't know. I mean, were those kids exposed, or were there kids' kids exposed, or going back the other way, like Run DMC, Dougie Doug. I mean, all that kind of stuff. I mean, like, you know, LL. I mean, I don't know. I, I, yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't know it's if they like were this, all that. It's this weird thing of like. Assuming they were. Yeah. Like, I, I, I feel like even more so hip hop is about going forward and not looking back at the past. Right. And that, I mean, and that's an outsider's view because it seems like that's what they do. Like it's like that's your music. That doesn't speak to me at all. This right. is what I listen to. Right, you right, know? right. And there's so much of that. You know, like, you know. Whereas, like, you know, when you and I were growing up, and even and when you get into the nineties, like, you know, you got to a point where it was like. I didn't follow the music closely, but I knew who Dr. Dre was. I, I knew who Snoop was. I, I you know, yeah. you, you, I knew who Tupac was. I heard the music still. Like now, it, <clears throat> and it's just, it's at a that point that I don't know if it's. Hmm? That was, uh, there's also an exposure to end to that too. Right. Like we were only exposed to what we were, we, were, we only listened to what we were exposed to. Right. We were young. We had the radio and MTV, eventually right. MTV, VH1, right? Right. Um, and then all of a sudden, now there's so, it's almost over. And I wouldn't say over. How can you be overexposed to music? But I mean, like. It's oversaturated. With everything now. Right. I mean, because- from indie rock to. YEP stuff to slow indie to death metal to I mean like we weren't exposed to all those different kinds we just weren't not growing up in Pittsburgh we weren't 
Our radio no. stations are not that. No, but right. like with with like MTV, like if, okay, if, if you wanted to hear the hardcore metal, you had to stay up till two in the morning on a Saturday. Yeah, but even like back then, it wasn't really hardcore metal. There was harder metal out there, but we just MTV didn't play it. Right, not, but, that, not the heavy shit. Not like Cannibal Corpse and all that kind of shit. No, like they didn't play any of that really heavy stuff. I mean, they played Slayer was as hard as you got. Right, and that and was like you had to stay up till two in the morning to hear that. Yeah, and it was just like, all right, you know, Halloween's out there. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I mean, like, it wasn't real. And then, you know, you always got some Sabbath. They always put Sabbath on Headbangers Ball, but I don't, you know, everybody knew Sabbath predated any of that shit. Right. You know what I mean? And I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say Rock and Roll All Night by Kisses. Yeah. No. Heavy. No, you know what I mean, right? No, I so, agree. I, mean, I think it's all about exposure. I mean, I, there's so much, there's so many avenues for people to listen to music now that you know. I, I think that's why you don't really have like the VH1 and MTV and you know the top ten and even on the radio. You know, they don't do this because there's so much that it's just like people are all over the place. Plus with with um like um uh spotify and shit like that i don't even know really even who listens to the radio anymore right my kids don't they don't listen to the radio rarely no i i, I don't listen to the radio because i just i get annoyed with the commercials brie listens to yep all the time yeah but but other than that See, that's the difference. Like, you and I were listening to DVE, VX, um, a college station, if it would come in. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You know, and she's like, why listen? She just told me. She's like, why listen to YEP? I was like, I, I know. <laughs> I, I know. Right. But it's different. Yeah. <laughs> we, I mean, I don't think we would have dreamed of putting YEP on back in the day. No, no. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like 120 minutes was like the closest thing. Like we really got to alternative. Yeah. Well, I mean, you had the double X. Yeah. 100.7 double X, which I listened to. And then, um, then you had 120 minutes, which is where, like, I, I found out about the Smiths and I found out about, you know, um, Gene loves Jezebel and Echo and the Bunny Men and you know all that type of stuff that then I later got to hear on the X and I was like, well, I heard it here or Double X, I heard it here first, you know. Depeche I was staying mode. up late, yeah, Depeche Mode and stuff that's like that. That's where I found the Pumpkins. Yeah, yeah, like that's where the yeah. Pumpkins got their start. Was like because that was like still 120 minutes and then like all of a sudden they shut that shit down. But <laughs> but still, like I mean, it, you're right. Like I mean, it there is. Like, it's an oversaturation because all you got to do is have a semi-professionally recorded EP and you can get it on Spotify. Right. Or you put it it on YouTube. Mm -hmm. You know, it's stuff like that that's... Like, you you hear about, you know, like... 
I mean, I'm disconnected to a point, but the reason for my disconnect is because there's so much out there that it's not worth my time to try to keep track of it anymore. Right. You know what I mean? So like, you you see, you know, like they, I mean, the kid from uh, from Pittsburgh had died a few years ago. That was a rapper. Like I never even heard of him. Right. Right. You know, no clue who the kid was. Mm. He was from Pittsburgh. You know, I was like, and that was like one of the things I took pride in for many, many years was like, no, no, at least the Pittsburgh local scene. And even that's like gotten to a point where it's like, holy shit, you know? (laughs) Right. It's different, right? It's very different. And I mean, that's, you know, I'm an old man, I guess. (laughs) You know? So. Yeah. 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 All right, so with that, let's go ahead and dip our Tony old mailbag. Mailbag. And as always, we have a an email from our good friend Superfan Thad. Okay. Hello, my two favorite hosts like to paint each other blue and sing Smurf songs. No. No. For me, that'd be a lot of blue paint. (laughs) Sean, your Sean Connery impression sucks. It sounds like you were talking from a casket. Wow. I mean, I'm I'm not going to deny it was bad, but really? (laughs) I, too, like the first episode of The Mandalorian. How about the, the Marshall Speeder looked like it was made out of Anakin's pod racer? Well, I just thought it was a pod racer. I didn't think it was Anakin's in particular, but maybe you're right. Lamar Jackson sucks. He's not even that good. No, I'm not going to get into that. Um, I will say this much. I, I, I don't think the guy sucks. I just don't – I wouldn't want him as my quarterback. There's a difference. Right. I think you saw it in the Steeler game. Like, there was that one throw to, to like, I think it was Willie Sneed. Like, Sneed was, like, wide open in the middle of the field, and he underthrew it. Right. He just got no touch. I have a solution to digital media. Buy the Blu-ray, and there you go. Problem solved. Nice. I agree with you, Thad. (laughs) Like I honestly I do like I I prefer owning the the, the media myself, but I I think there is a generation that feels Sorry. like they're doing something for the environment by not purchasing physical media by owning it digitally and feels like they should own it. But that's the problem. Yeah. Like unless you're downloading it onto your system and you carry it around with you on a flash drive forever, you technically don't own it. <laughs> um. I'm not going to get into all that because that's getting political again, and we're trying to steer away from that. Yeah. Um, but he does say, on election day, I was more concerned with Kennywood retiring four classic rides. Yeah, I heard about this. First of all, I thought it was fascinating that they tried to – that Kennywood thought they could sneak this under the under the uh, the nose of everybody by doing it on election day. 
Yeah. Like, it was like, fuck, we're doing this. How can we avoid backlash? This is released on election day. No one will notice. Like, like, that's honestly what it felt like. Yeah, it was like really under the radar. Yeah. But they're, they're retiring four rides, and it was uh, the Jackrabbit. Not the Jackrabbit, no. The Kangaroo. Jackrabbit. Yeah, no, not the Jackrabbit. The <clears throat> Kangaroo. The Paratrooper. Uh, the Volcano. And the Baron Curve. Now, the Volcano was formerly known as the Enterprise. Yeah. Thank God that's going away. You don't like the Enterprise? It's my favorite ride for years. I told you. No, I don't remember this. It was the time me and you took the girls. Okay. Remember when Jared came? It was yeah, I remember. Jared, yeah. we took the girls. Can anyone? For like yeah. eight, nine? Yeah. Eight, seven or eight. And yeah. I took, I think it was on a, I took her on the Enterprise. Well, the volcano oh. now. I thought yeah. I was going to die. And it wow. used to be my favorite ride yeah. ever. It was. It was my favorite ride. I mean, I rode the Enterprise a thousand times. Right. That was one of the first rides that I actually rode. Because remember when I used to Kenny, when I was scared of roller coasters when I was young. Right. I, I didn't ride the first couple of years. And then right. mom took me on the Enterprise. I don't know how she did it. But um, I fucking loved it. And so I would just ride it repetitively because I didn't really have that many rides to ride. Right. You know, Pirate Ship and the Enterprise. Yeah, which are right and next so, to each other. Yeah, so it was like this supposed to be, yeah, right? So, I mean, it was supposed to be like this, you know, father-daughter thing where I'm taking my kid on the ride. Maybe it was Bree that I went on. I, mean, I can't remember. Anyway, you know how you get in. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I was like, all right, here we go. I was all amped, you know, man. I was like, fuck, this is it, man. I can't wait, you know. And that shit started going, and once it hit, like, I don't know, close to being upside down, I was like, I got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I got, wow. I was, yeah, I was like, I fucking can't handle this ride. I, I can't handle this ride. I, I'm like, I'm going to fucking get sick. I was yeah. like, I can't wait till it's over. I'm holding on to my kid, you know, and I'm like, yeah. they're like screaming, yeah, 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 you know what I mean? Holy fuck, get me off this thing, you know what wow. I mean? Yeah. yeah, they're like really fucked with my head, and I'm like, I don't know, I don't know what it was. It just, and I used to, I loved spin rides when I was young. I did yeah. like the tilt a whirl. Oh, to get that fucking thing going as fast as you could. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, they had, yeah. They had uh, what was that thing called back when we were younger? It was over by where the kangaroos at. By the caterpillar, the ladybug, or something like that. Oh, yeah. It was like a four car thing that went around. The whole thing went around. Yeah. The four spoke went around. And yeah. then the ladybugs went around. Yeah. Yeah. Every, so it was like, like a triple spin. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, and I love those rides. I mean, like, but I think that was the fact that I was just going upside down in this fucking thing it was just yeah. like, it made me sick. And like, it never did when I was younger. Like, yeah. I could never get enough of it. And I was, I was so disappointed. I was like, fuck. <laughs> it's the worst. Yeah. Daddy, is that pee? So, yes. <laughs> so for the, for those who don't know, like the, the Enterprise was basically a gravity ride. Yeah. Like they would spit. It, it, it was like you sat in a car. It didn't even have seat belts. <laughs> no. No. Like, a seat belt. like you just had like a, a cage door that closed essentially. Yeah. And then 
you sat in the seat and <laughs> it spun in a circle until it reached a certain speed. And then it started to like pick up. Yeah. So it ended up like you look like when it when it came up, it looked like a Ferris wheel, but it was spinning you upside down. Yeah. And it was using basically like your G forces to hold you in the seat. Yeah, and it did. It did, yeah. It's a great ride. Like, like I, it's one of my favorites too. Yeah, I loved it. The the paratrooper was basically just a, you know it went in a circle and you went up in the air and came back down, up in the air, came back down. It's sad um, to see it go for me just because <clears throat> it was always a sta- stable ride, like right there. Yeah. Like right at the lake, you know what yeah. I mean? And the white lights. You know what yeah. I mean? Like at night, I always liked that ride at night when I was younger. But anyway, go ahead. By uh, the Ferris, Ferris wheel, yeah. but by the uh, merry-go-round. Yeah. The, the kangaroo was basically yeah, sat, the status of them all. The, he sat in a car and it just it went in a circle, but then it went up a ramp and it kind of like a little jump, like a, you know, and then it would come back, you'd land and you'd go around the circle and you'd jump again. And I mean, it That's was a like simple my- ride. Huh? I think it was one of my first. I think it was one of my first rides when I came yeah. to Pittsburgh. The fucking thing's old as dirt. Yeah, it is. And then uh, the Baron Curve. That's older than. That's old. Yeah. Well, the original Baron Curve, but yeah, not too much difference. They just updated it. Yeah, but I mean, it, again, it's it's a it's a you know, you drive around the circle as fast as possible, and you know, you kind of go up a hill and down a hill, and it was kind of like a, it was meant to look like a um. A bobsled. Yeah. I liked it, though. Yeah. It had a big horn that went off in the middle of the ride. Yeah. Um, But these are four rides that are being retired by Kennywood. And, like, all of a sudden... Huh? (laughs) It said, bring back the the Ranger. Oh, my God. No. (laughs) Your your sister's ex-husband damn near killed me on that ride. I know you talk. <laughs> and it was scary to begin with. It was it was scary to begin with, but like to have him do what he did was like, what the fuck what did is he wrong did? with remind, you? Huh? Remind me what he did. So the Ranger, it was it was this ride. It, it, you got into this like like it was like one big car, but you got it in. It was enclosed. It was like but a we, cage. Yeah, sort of. but when you got into it, it had because it, it went upside down. It, it it was it was an upside down ride. It just it, I mean, and it didn't even like rock. It like just like took off and you went upside down and came back down. It was like a pirate ship. Yeah, but it just it it went. No, the no, there was around. a build up. There was a build up to the range. Was there? Okay, yeah, but yeah, there was a definitely a build up. It didn't have seatbelts yeah. or anything. What it had was, it had this automatic like hydraulic, um cushion that pushed against you to hold you in place <laughs> and he told me he's sitting right next to me he goes let's have some fun suck it in he's like, no he said push push out as far as you can to stop the the cushion so i did i pushed out really hard and the and when i like let, there was like a good like four inches between me and the cushion so now when i'm <laughs> upside down there's nothing holding me in place and I'm holding on for my life. And he thinks this is fucking hysterical. <laughs> he was a dick. <laughs> he was a marine pilot. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, what the fuck? 
fuck, man? <laughs> I should have known better because I wrote the first time I rode the laser loop was with him. Yeah. And he's like, are you scared? I'm like, yeah, a bit. I'm like eight, eight or nine. Yeah, the laser I wouldn't even on it. Huh? I, I probably didn't even go on. No, it. you wouldn't. That's why you went. That's why you wrote it with me. Yeah. But the laser loop was nothing more than you, 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 you took off, you went around a loop, you went up a hill and you stopped. And you came back down, went backwards, went around the loop again, went up another hill, stopped, and you pulled into the station. You were done. It was like a 30-second fucking ride. <laughs> He's like, you nervous? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm a bit scared. He's like, you've never ridden this before? I'm like, no, I've never ridden this before. I'm fucking eight. <laughs> He's like, okay, here's what I want you to do. I want you to close your eyes, and we're at the top of the hill. I'll tell you to open them so you can see the view. I'm like, okay. I trusted him because he was an adult. <laughs> Little did I know he was a dick. <laughs> and the, the fucking thing takes off. And he yells, "Okay, Sean, open your eyes. Open my eyes. I'm fucking upside down." Oh yeah, yeah. Like, what the laugh. fuck? <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> oh man. That's what I get for trusting him. Oh, yeah. I knew early. Well, he trusted the dog, like, you know. Uncle John wouldn't have done that to me. No, <laughs> none of them would have. I think I was six or six or no, I was six, maybe five. When we all went to this pool. I told you this story, right? Yeah. This is why I was scared of water. Yeah. And I was like five. He was like, go off the diving board. I was like, I'm right here. Just jump in. I'm like, nah. Yeah. He's like, go ahead, jump in on, off the diving board. No floaties. Yeah. Nothing. Deep end. So I jumped off the diving board, and Kathy was like, you know, you can't swim. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, and and Jim's like, I got him, I got him. And so I jumped off the diving board, and he let me sink to the bottom. Oh. Eventually, I floated back up. Yeah. Yeah. Lung full chlorine water. Like, yeah. I, was, I came up coughing, and my, my brother went after me. Oh, I can imagine. And, uh, but yeah, I learned very early. It's like, man, don't trust him, man. Yeah. No matter what he says, you can't trust him. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I think I think it was like, he's like, hey, Ian, you want to go in the laser loop with me? Like, fuck no. He's like, Sean, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, sure. And he kind of gave me a look like, yeah, it's your funeral, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah. yeah. I didn't trust him at all, dude. Yeah. I, I didn't. Not after that experience. I was like, fuck that, dude. I'm not going anywhere with this guy. I wouldn't even go into a, like a, I wouldn't even go into Noah's Ark with that dude. I don't want anything to do with him. I mean, that same week I slept over your house and he beamed me in the head with a uh, a water balloon, so. Yeah, well, that's yeah. par for the course. <laughs> par for the course. <laughs> I was scared of him. I, I didn't want anything to do with him. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah, I learned. I learned the hard way. <laughs> well, you down. You sank to the bottom of a pool. So. Yeah, I was died. <laughs> yeah, you almost died. I, you know. <laughs> I was you almost casually in an amusement park. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, in my head, it's like, oh, that's a bad idea. Bad yeah. Idea. Yeah, laser loop's a bad idea. 
like I can see in your like thinking back, like I can see in your head, you're like you're calculating, like should I pull Sean aside and talk to him? <laughs> like he's older than me, he should know better. But well, I was the big old puss back then. Anyway, I wouldn't write anything. Yeah. But, I mean, like Jim, if Jim was ready to go, and you you were apparently you had wanted to write or been writing those rides, I wasn't going to. I wrote yeah. later on. Yeah. Know, as I got older. But not back when I was eight or nine. I was like, for me, like the laser loop was like the, do with that too. Yeah, like for me, like the laser loop was like the final thing to conquer. Yeah, like I had ridden all the other roller coasters, and this yeah. was like the one thing it was like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready for the loop. Yeah, you know, because Kennywood didn't have anything like that. It was all wooden roller coasters. Yeah, but the bolt was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, and, yeah, I mean, the Thunderbolt's a great ride to this day. You know, but like, you know, at that time it was like, okay, I'm in a point where I'm ready to conquer this. He's a fucking pussy. He's not riding anything. This guy wants to go on this with me. Cool. Let's do it. <laughs> you know, so even, like, if you had, even if you had pulled me aside and said, you know, I wouldn't trust Jim. You might want to like ride this to somebody else. Like I would have been like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. I got this. I got this. You go back to kitty land. <laughs> yeah. Can't ride the fucking train. The turtles. Put me yeah. on the turtle. You send the turtle to watch me be a man. <laughs> You're right. That's true. I was scared. I was scared of roller coasters. Yeah. Well, and the whole reason I'm scared is roller coasters because of my father. Yeah. Just to put that out there for Space Mountain. Right. He never buckled me in for new yeah. listeners. So he's holding on to me for dear life. Yeah, and I can see he's scared because he he thinks we're gonna die, yeah, or I'm gonna die because he's he belted in, and yeah. I'm like trying to fly out the car, you know what I mean? So everything ever after that, I was just like, eh, skip. Yeah, I, I remember like you telling me like I, I was like I'd love to go ride Space Mountain. I guess the only thing I want to do, it, I I was like, I, yeah, and I was like when we were kids, like I remember you like coming back, and I'm like, yeah, I'd love to ride Space Mountain. The only thing I want to go to Disney World for. You're like, yeah, you don't want to ride that. It's the scariest fucking thing in the world. You'll die. <laughs> yeah, you were like literally like like you're not ready for fucking Space Mountain. I don't know who the fuck told you you are. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, you were like, look, I almost died on this front. I get the I fuck did. out of here. I was like, hey, it was it was harrowing. Yeah. My dad's trying to tell him like his seatbelt won't work. His seatbelt won't work, and you know. You might as well be just, and the guy that's doing the ride is like, you might as well kiss your ass goodbye because yeah. I ain't stopping it. Yeah, Disney employees criteria in 1981 were like, yeah, just keep it fucking moving, keep it moving. <laughs> right, fire up a joint. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was not the best experience of my entire life. I can say that much. It was frightening. Yeah, but, we don't have time to get another train on the track, sir. So we're just gonna keep this fucking moving. If the kid <laughs> dies, he dies. It was that was the attitude. It was. <clears throat> I was god damn man. That was some scary ass shit. I'm like never... nowadays, like they like they like, enforce like those height rules and stuff. Like back then it was like, yeah, it was close enough. <laughs> yeah. Like now they've got like a portable pole like to verify with. Like, no, no, you're you're a half inch too short. We'll see you next year. Like back yeah. then it was like yeah, close enough. <laughs> Put him in. Jeter's <laughs> boy. Oh, Jeter's. 
You have to be That's this you got to be taller then. Yeah. You got to be taller than Jeter's to ride this ride. Ugh. Anyway. The fad continues. Um, <laughs> I provoke, prefer I prefer to vote on more important issues, like stacking the vote to make Stork review all the police academies. Or what pa- color panties Sean should wear next? Yeah. Well, I prefer pink satin. There you go. Yeah. Feels good against my nether regions. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not going to get into his dog poop. Okay. <laughs> That's it. Um, have anything you'd like to add to the proceedings there, sir? No, man, I'm good. Well, remember, there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. Uh, you can send us an email like Thad does each and every fucking week. <sighs> and that email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, just search Pittsburgh Nerd. We're really easy to find. Yeah. And um, remember, we are a member of a number of podcasting networks. Uh, you can find us on the Tangent Bound Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, and now the Podbreed Network. Uh, just give them a Google search and you'll find all the other great content they have to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, and lastly, as always, want to thank you, the dear listener, uh, for checking us out each and every week. We can't thank you enough for your support. Yeah, for sure. Faux show. And on that note, the dreamer has awakened. Peace.